0: Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Lewis from YuleStoft join us. Lewis, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience.
1: Firstly, thank you very much uh, for having me, very excited to kind of share uh, what we're doing over here at MuleSoft um, and sharing a little bit more um, around what uh, I do uh, specifically. So uh, my name is uh, Lewis Baird, originally from Scotland, uh, living in Australia and currently heading up the partner enablement for MuleSoft. Um, which is now part of uh, Salesforce. So responsible for our go-to-market strategy, uh, responsible for what industries we're going to be looking at, and also uh, responsible for kind of spearheading um, the overhauling of our enablement practice globally as well for MuleSoft. So no pressure.
0: Well, I am extremely excited to have you join us. Now, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about partner programs um, because I know that that's part of your scope. What are some unique challenges of delivering enablement programs to partners, and and how have you overcome those challenges in the past?
1: Yeah, so one of the biggest issues with partners um, is that kind of question around, well, so what? Why should I take time out of? My busy day and my busy schedule to learn more about what you're offering and why your technology is is better than others. Sometimes the issue as well is, um, you know, coming from a vendor or you know you're trying to sell something that sometimes we think that we are, uh, you know, centre of the universe that nothing else matters. Um, so once we overcome that question of, you know, we're not the only technology out there. Uh, we're not the only thing that someone is focused on. So how can we ensure that the programs that we deliver are really adding value? So what I call this is enablement with intent. So, you know, when we design our programs, you know, and we start getting that pushback around, well, I'm not attending. I don't see value. Well, why don't you see value? What can we add to your role specifically? What can we bring in terms of knowledge of MuleSoft? really aligns to what you're trying to do in the context of your everyday and the context of your customer transformation programs and in the context of what will actually enable you to go further in your career as well. So when we start answering those questions, that's when we start to overcome uh, those problems as well. But again, you know, there's particular uh, areas of our partners where, you know, you're never going to win them over. Uh, so you just have to kind of take the small wins um, and then to just start building up from that.
0: That's fantastic, Lois. Now you mentioned also on LinkedIn that one of your responsibilities is driving engagement between your partners and the MuleSoft sales team to really drive revenue opportunities for both parties. So, how do you see enablement fitting in to bridge the gap between the two and and really enhance each other's efforts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is one of the reasons that I took took this role um, at. At Mule soft um i used to be in the the sales team and thought to myself what do partners do every day like i'm not getting any value from partners like they come in here and talk about things that just make no sense they don't know about our product like what's going on um, and then partners were also uh, sitting going why am i here they're not giving me anything they've not earned the right to have access to our mutual customer so you know i'm not i'm not going to attend that see you later um, and so, you know that meme that you get where it's, uh, you know, they have like the four pictures where, oh, what they think they do, what you think they do, what they should do, what everyone else thinks they do. Um, that's exactly what happens within partners and our internal teams that they expect each other to be providing uh, information, but haven't necessarily been providing the context as to why they should be meeting. The amazing thing about enablement is it's the bridge between the partner and the internal sales team. The awesome thing about enablement, I think it's the most crucial role actually in any company because we are neutral. Um, I, I honestly wouldn't care whether you know you chose MuleSoft as a technology or something else as long as we provided you the best enablement and education around MuleSoft. And if it was a fit, fantastic. If it wasn't, then that's just how the cookie crumbles. But what we do is that we don't base what we deliver on assumptions. And sometimes what we have within you know, sales teams specifically is if they hear that a partner is doing something within a customer, they don't necessarily care about what the partner thinks. They just want to be introduced and that just doesn't work and so what we have to do is is create programs that not just enable our partners in the context of what our sales teams are trying to do but also taking that information from our partners taking it back to our sales team and enabling them on this is what our partners are doing do you understand what the point of view is within that industry for the partner to have that mutual accountability and have that mutual success so it's it's all about kind of enablement really bringing home the bacon shall I say in terms of bringing the information enabling on what's important and also carrying that through until the end the end result as well
0: absolutely i think that's a fantastic perspective now explain to our audience though particularly those that you know may either do partner or direct how can the approach to sales enablement differ for partners than for internal sales teams? And, and when an organization has an internal team and a partner team, you know how do you balance enablement resources to support both adequately?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, so what tends to happen is, so I can talk from a MuleSoft uh, perspective, is we do have an internal enablement team, um, and then I look after our external enablement. Um, I am not saying that we are perfect in terms of our alignment and our resources, um, but what I can say is that the consistency across enablement, uh, if you're looking at partners and internal, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be different. Um, there should always just be one question in your mind when you're delivering enablement, and it's, does this bring value to my team? Um, Will this enable them to sell better and sell larger? And that's the same questions that we ask within the partner ecosystem. You know, do our teams have the specific sales messaging and the same kind of buzzwords and go-to-market strategies internally as they do externally? Do we have consistency across that messaging? And what that does is that it, it brings these teams together because everyone's getting that same messaging. So effectively, what what we need to do is if you have an external and an internal enablement team, um, they shouldn't be working without knowing what each other are doing because it's very, very likely, um, and I'll speak from a partner's perspective, that any internal sales team that is working on a prospect or an account, it's 99% likely that a partner will be in that account as an advisor, as a technologist, I may well be you know, evaluating your technology. As an external enablement, if we're not providing that information to our internal teams, um, that's not going to work in terms of being successful. So I like to call it kind of one team, one dream, uh, and killing two birds with, with one stone. Uh, the The other nuance to that is if we have people within internal enablement um, that is taking a lot of things from global and HQ and, you know, there might be a few people on the call thinking, oh, yeah, a lot of our programs and a lot of our strategy comes from HQ and we just regurgitate, you know, what's what's available. Um, If enablement, whether it's internal or external, is not regionalizing their content, And what I mean by that is, you know, you can build the foundations of what is coming out of HQ, um, but that can't be delivered in the form that you have been provided it in your region, because it's just not going to resonate unless you're really targeting uh, what is the focus within that region. So, for example, uh, our HQ is in San Francisco. We get all this information, um, our internal and external teams will look at it. And there'll be particular things in there that just won't work in uh, APAC, for example. So we have to ensure that when we're spreading resources, we're, sp- uh, we're putting them in the right place. Um, so, you know, you can have a really high caliber team, but if they're focused on the wrong things, then it's just a waste of time. So if people are struggling with, oh, my God, you know, there's only two people um, in our enablement team. How can we get this across, you know, hundreds of partners? Um, Really focus on what's of value um, and really kind of leverage what is going to be a quick win and leverage what is relevant within the region. And then that's when you start to see whether you're a team of two or 100, um, that's when you actually start seeing value in what you're delivering. So it's it's certainly uh, quality over quantity.
0: Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you touched on this a little bit earlier, how partners will often have very competing priorities. And I know that you've been very focused on making sure that you're delivering training paths for partners. So how do you ensure that you not only get participation, but also engagement during your training programs? I I would love to hear if there are some some tips or tricks that you have on gaining mindshare with partners for enablement programs.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I'm kind of uh, different in the sense that the way that I am uh, in work is the same as I am out of work, uh, which means that um, I am a bit uh, no filter. Um, and what you see is is what you get. So um, the reason I say that is because within sales or, you know, enablement, is that people buy from people, and people get excited by other people. They don't necessarily go, wow, I really want to learn about MuleSoft today. This is amazing. No one thinks that. Um, but what they do remember is someone that goes, damn, he was pretty funny. And people should learn about this technology in a much more exciting way. So in terms of getting mind share from your partners, um, <laughs> you know, be your authentic self have a laugh, have a joke, because you're not there to be selling into a customer account or a prospect. You're there to go, hey, guys, like this is awesome. We really want to deliver this for you. We think that we can, and we can do it in this really, really fun way. So that's just one tick of the box. The second tick is not assuming that you have earned the right to deliver enablement or programs. Just because that partner uh, uses your technology, or you know, possesses your technology, does not mean that you can go to a partner and say, "Well, we should deliver this uh, because you need it, and because you sell our product, and we're going to do this." You really have to ask them, you know, can we, you know, come in and deliver something different? What is the value to you? What is the value to your organisation? And where we started here in JPAC, you know, was basically calling out. And I think enablement are really, really in a strong position to effectively ask this. Um, and if you think to yourself, how many sales teams say this? Uh, it's probably not. But what I say to partners is, I don't think that we did a good job last year uh, in terms of our pipeline, in terms of our ACV, in terms of our sourced. And it's my responsibility and enablement to make sure that you're provided as much value and support as possible. So what didn't we do last year that we should do this year? Nine out of 10 people will not ask that uh, because the assumption is because there's a partnership there that there shouldn't be that ask. You should know um, and it shouldn't be based on the assumptions. So once you ask that question, partners will completely flip and go, wow, we have never been asked that that is amazing. Yeah, let's do that. Um, And then what that tends to do is start leading down this path of you understanding where the gaps were last year around your partners, around the technology. Why weren't they positioning your technology? And what you'll actually find is that there's just fundamental knowledge gaps at the very base level. So what you do with that is that you start kind of building from the ground up where You're casting that net wide, so you get as many people into your sessions as possible. Doesn't care who it is. You know, if it's the CIO down to the coffee lady, doesn't matter. Get as many people as you can into those sessions and start building that traction and the awareness. Because if people don't know the basics of a MuleSoft or a Salesforce, how can they possibly identify an opportunity in the context of the industry that they're working in? It's just not, Uh, going to happen so once we call that out that's when these programs start running with intent they start running of value and that's when partners go yeah this really is delivering on what we are trying to do this year so you know one of our partners for example you know by using this technique uh, we went from you know having maybe three or four people attending programs to over 250 and what that's done is that it's now opened up kind of the global uh, partner uh, to enablement, and enablement is reading that, leading that by the front. So that's that's what I mean by just asking them what didn't we do last year that we should do this year, um, and it's not a stupid question. So I get really passionate about this part um, because I think what tends to happen in enablement is a lot of people within enablement. Um, don't tend to ask those questions because they think, "Oh, if I ask that question, oh, they're going to beat me down with a stick." Because I should know that. Well, no, you shouldn't, because there's thousands of people in a partner organization, and and asking that question will really, really open up, open up doors.
0: I love that question. I love that question. Now, to to call things out as well as, or maybe even to highlight, you recently received Mulesoft's Team Player Award. So. I'd love for you to talk to our audience about, you know, how does cross team collaboration help enhance your own partner enablement efforts?
1: You know, you hear this thing called focus on your swim lane that, that tends to transcend um, not just from a sales team, but into all the other teams. Um, Enablement should not just focus on their own swim lane um, because enablement is that bridge between all functions, all external and internal partners. So, What we try to do is, if it's not been tried, just try it. Um, And this is where we kind of built this cross-collaboration around, well, you know, I I could go and do what you tell me to do, um, but no, I'm not going to do that because I don't know uh, if that's the right approach because I haven't asked specifically. And what you'll find is that enablement um, tends to come across as a support function, comes across as a way to kind of have other functions not maybe do as much work as they should be doing. So enablement as a function uh, should not be viewed as supportive. It should be viewed as pivotal in delivering success for the business and delivering success for partners. Um, And there was one thing that really um, got me going on this, and it was something from our global team where we had our our our, our awards and someone had said in the messaging channel it is so amazing to see enablement right next to channels wow we are valuable and i thought to myself why is someone putting that in the channel that we are valuable as if we've never been valuable you know it should be ingrained in your mind within enablement that you are probably the most valuable function in any organization without enablement your organisation will not function, and it will not function externally either. So once you start kind of thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm going to own this, I'm going to go to every function and understand what their priorities are and how I can bridge these gaps, and I'm not going to wait for someone to tell me what the issue is or what the gap is. I'm going to be really proactive um, and get out there and speak to as many people as possible and design programmes around where I think that the gaps are Because we are neutral in enablement, right? So, you know, if you've got customer success or sales, there's always kind of a hidden motivation around, I need this because I want that. Whereas enablement is, we're going to give you this because we think that this will enable you to do a better job. Um, And that's what I kind of started to do last year with our team, which was not wait uh, for someone to tell me where their gaps were, but go out so i would definitely say be more proactive than reactive within your organization and just start speaking to people that you haven't spoken to before um and really step outside of your of your comfort zone and then you, sh- you should hopefully see a difference between your internal and your external uh, sales teams and functions as well
0: i love that I, I and i couldn't agree with you more sales enablement is such a strategic function for an organization if utilized appropriately. So I I absolutely agree. Now, Lewis, in closing, you also mentioned this, that that sales enablement contributes quite heavily to the success of the organization. Now, in order to do that, um, you have to think about how you're measuring the impact, right? So how do you go about measuring the impact of your partner enablement efforts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a brilliant question because it varies across organizations around different metrics and different MBOs. So from, from our end, uh, our enablement was based upon uh, certifications. And certifications was effectively the success enablement where we had to get, say, 300 architects and developers certified on MuleSoft. Um, and if we did that, that was considered successful. However, I did not think that that was a suitable metric for success. Um, And sometimes what tends to happen is for anyone that's measured on technical aspects of, of enablement, there is a difference between practice development and enablement. So we know that practice development is, okay. how are you building your ecosystem to deliver on a technology or deliver on a platform, whereas enablement is that kind of top of the funnel. We're going to arm you with the best messaging and the best techniques to identify those opportunities to drive that pipeline. So from when I joined the team last year, um, I had thought to myself, wow, this is not how enablement should be run. And so I'm not going to run it this way. And what I had said was, I don't expect you to really care about enablement or care about what we offer if we can't help you drive pipeline or ACV or opportunities there's no justification for you to do this. And so what we've done this year is move away from this whole obsession with uh, technical certifications, um, the whole obsession with you know project delivery around enablement in its purest sense. So what we now measure on is enablement are now being inv- uh, enabled to identify opportunities. So we are measured on how many opportunities can we influence Um, through our sessions. Um, We obviously get measured on our feedback. It's very important as well that, you know, it's not just, you know, black and white MBOs, you know, or KPIs. You have to have good feedback so that you can better improve or edit your next set of programs. Um, And also looking at ACV. So did any of our enablement sessions contribute to the close of a deal? Um, And what that does is that it really puts enablement at that forefront of, okay, where are we really adding, you know, value? Where are we not? Um, And where can we kind of expand our footprint?
0: Thank you so much for the time today. I appreciate it. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.